Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out Known Legacy Podcast. Uh, we really appreciate wherever you're listening to this. Um, if you uh, can, subscribe. Give us a like. Um, you know, it helps us out. Um, you can always follow us on Instagram at Known Legacy Ministries, as well as Facebook. Uh, join us there. We got daily posts, um, some of it funny, some of it serious, some of it challenging, some of it encouraging. And uh, as always, you can follow us uh Go to the website, knownlegacy.org. And, man, if this has been speaking to you and you want to support us and uh, help us continue to do this podcast, um, I think we're 150 shows in. Um, we'd love to have you do that. So thanks so much, knownlegacy.org. Today we're talking about Isaac, Esau, and Jacob and the legacy of being dad from the scriptures. You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, Go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. It is another beautiful day, Travis. We are blessed to be Texans. It is. You know, I do love it. Like, I feel like I get a bunch of vitamin D. It's been super sunny. I've had the top off the Jeep for a while. Yeah. That's why I've had my golden red. (laughs) I don't ever tan. No, you don't. You go literally from pasty white to uh, strawberry red real quick. It's more of a lobster-esque cherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Go, I like the it. golden cherry. I don't even know if that's even a thing, but it I don't works. Know. It's like a, is it like a... Sounds like a slot machine at uh, Vegas. <laughs> Play the golden cherry. Golden cherry. Anyways. Not saying I know anything about slot machines. No, no, you wouldn't. Hey, we're glad to have you guys on here today. We are. It is a it is a good day. It's uh it's it's been a good good season. We are in the next couple episodes wrapping up season three of the podcast. It's been pretty wild. It's been fantastic. I've enjoyed every season so far. Yeah. I hope you have because you're still here. <laughs> That's true. That's Based true. on the fact that you're still here, you are you are enjoying this. And we're glad you guys have stuck around with us and been around with us. So I uh, hope you have your coffee or your Dr. Pepper or if you're driving your car or walking or mowing your yard or whatever, chasing your dog down the street because your kid left the gate left open the or whatever. Open. Yeah. 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 Good job. I, Good hear job. I hear how that rolls. Well, I hope we can make you laugh today because we have, as Dad we jokes. always do. Yes. Dun, dun, I feel like we need a stinger on that. And it's now time for dad jokes. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. That's horrible. I liked it. Can you try it again? It's now time for dad jokes. Dun, 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 dun. I like the upbeat. I like one. that one up. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. So that's good. So it builds anticipation. It does. I know everyone's really like they're like waiting for these. So so here we go. Uh, what do you call a blind deer? A blind deer. What would the name of a blind deer be? Um, I don't know what. No idea. Stupid. So stupid. These, I mean, again, these are called <laughs> terribly good dad jokes. I think the word good needs to be redefined. I think it's just terribly, terribly bad dad jokes. Like, we scripturally, there is none good, no, not one. So <laughs> right. we can go with that. Terribly, right. none good, no, not one. Hey, dad, can February March into April? No, but April, May. Ah, so close. That's like the 789 one. Oh February, gosh! March, no, but April, May. How bad is that? Like, let's just stop for a minute. And how terrible! Somebody got paid. Yeah, somebody made money on this book. Yeah, because your kids bought it for you. They did. I mean, but somebody made. Like, this isn't hard. I think there's only like a couple hundred jokes. Anyways, okay. Next one. What do you call cheese without any friends? Uh, think about cheese. Limburger. 
Think about cheese names. Cheese names. Holy, um, it's Swiss. No, it's American. No, it's um, cheddar. Cheddar. It's Are you ch- just going to go down the list of every <laughs> single <laughs> cheese you know? Easy. You call it a mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best <laughs> Italian. <laughs> it's the only word I can say in Italian. <laughs> the mozzarella. There was a girl on the Food Network that would do that. Like, uh, I think she was from, I don't know, I forget her name. <laughs> this is a great story uh, so far. This uh, is a really good story. You should keep telling this. No, but like every time that she would cook, she would cook. She'd be like, "Okay, we take the bread and we take the the mozzarella." And I'm like, "Was it Rachel only- Ray?" No, it wasn't. It was um, Giada. Ah, oh, yeah, Giada yeah, yeah. girl. Yeah, and so she was. So she'd always be like, "You take the uh, you take the Swiss cheese." And I don't know. if She said Swiss cheese. Probably not. But anyway, yeah, Italian food is known for their Swiss cheese Swiss use. Cheese. Good job. Good All job. Right. The answer is you take the cellophane off of the American cheese <laughs> for the American. And you put it on the bread. <laughs> it's a grilled cheese. It's a grilled cheese. It's not like Mario. That's a spicy <laughs> meatball. All right. <laughs> Back to the joke. What do you call cheese without This is friends? sponsored by Olive Garden, the worst <laughs> Italian restaurant you can possibly hey, go to. I like Olive Garden. Oh, I hate Olive Garden. I like their boat of Alfredo. They're, they're, they're what? Okay, so when you go there. I can't imagine this is an authentic meal from no, no, people, Tuscany. You to, this is probably going to be worth the entire podcast today. When okay. you go to Olive Garden. Okay, disclaimer. I won't, but okay. okay. Assuming okay. I will, let's just if, pretend I'm. If you ever had to go to Olive Garden, <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much. And you have the breadsticks. Those are good breadsticks. They're buttery and good and awesome. You got garlic on them. You need to get a boat. <laughs> <laughs> need to get a. Need to get a boat of Alfredo. Just ask for a boat of Alfredo, and then you dip your cheese. You dip your your bread into the the boat of Alfredo cheese. Now, this is the best way to get heart disease. I was going to say that sounds absolutely horrible. It's amazing. It is amazing, but it's it's like I literally am like, how can I get heart disease? This is the way. This Could is. they deep fry the bread and then put it in the? Uh, <sighs> now we're talking. Okay, so back to the original <laughs> joke. What do you call cheese without any friends? Provolone. Provolone. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and I got one to close this up for the day. Oh darn! And so, uh, hang on a second. Do I have what I need to? I need to find something really quick. So well, Okay, so while he's doing that, I'd like to say a disclaimer real quick. Um, I apologize to all future children that may hear these jokes at any given time. And uh, for the wives that will have to uh, tolerate husbands coming home with uh, great jokes that they'll yeah, tell. Yeah, this is gold we're throwing at you people. Stop it. Seriously. So, okay. This so is pearls, and I hope you're not a swine, because we're, we're giving <laughs> we're you true gems. True gems. Why is it impossible to hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Um paleontologist <laughs> what does that have to do with it <laughs> proctologist paleontologist i don't know oh that's good no because the p is silent <laughs> thank you thank you ladies and gentlemen that was uh that was so speaking dad for, jokes <laughs> for, for speaking for the guys that maybe struggled with spelling in school that joke was lost on me because parad- pterodactyl is starts yeah. with a p Right. Why? Because English language. <laughs> there, there, and there. There. Cereal and cereal. Live I'm a cereal and live. eater, and I'm a cereal killer. Yep. Live, 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 live. Let's let's go down. Nat. Silent G. That's really crazy. Ganat. Ganat. See, that's knife. Knife. I know. Are you killing me with a knife? Knife. And what's the next one? Can, I was going to say canoe, but that actually <laughs> spells out perfect. As you see. 
We're not English majors, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're not grammar people. So, hey, so we're... So anyways, dads of the Bible, no jokes there. It's all yeah, seriousness no, this because is good. everything in the Bible is serious. It's exactly everything. <laughs> There's no fun in the Bible. No, no fun at all. There's no fun. Listen, we are excited about what we've been talking about. We've been talking about dads of the Bible and just really kind of everything that... Um, you know, all, all, the, all the biblical principles, we do, you know, believe in you as a father, believe in your family. And again, just like we said, hey, check us out on, you know, on Instagram and Facebook and things like that. But the biggest thing we want you to do is stay involved with connecting with, with your family. That's why we do all this. That's why we make the big bucks here on the podcast because right. that's why they just roll in because it's all about you and your family. We really do want you to connect. Well, and, and I think in our culture today, now more than ever, we need dads that are investing in their kids and the next generation. Absolutely. And uh, do we you see where the world's that, going. Yeah, seriously. Um, we need dads that are willing to stand up and um, do the difficult thing and, and take a stand on something. And one of the posts that's been going around lately is not only do you need to know what hill you're going to die on, you need to know what hills are worth climbing. And yeah. uh, dads, you and I have a chance to really invest that into our kids' hearts and lives and say, these are hills that we need to climb. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's going to take a while, but but that's up to us, Dad. So let's get let's get engaged. Let's stay engaged. And uh, let's continue to uh, get to know our kids. Yeah, this is important. So that's why, we, why we're bringing up these these biblical dads, because I think you need to, we need to see how, how real and normal they were, normal Wait, life. But they're in the Bible. They must have been perfect. They were, they were, and uh, they they really knew what they were doing. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Not a one. I think I think the Not moment, a one. They just heard from God and they just responded and they're like, Here, "Here's my mess, and I'm going to do something with it." And so today we're we're kind of in Genesis 25 talking about uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Esau. A little bit of Abraham because it was neat. As I was reading through this, I just realized that you, Did know, you know, Father Abraham, he had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham. Hmm. Yeah, for all you church people out there. I learned that actually as a Boy Scout. Oh, I don't know why. How long were you a Boy Scout? Were you a Weeblo? No, you become I wasn't. a Cub Scout. I wasn't actually. A, I was. I was a Cub Scout for a few years, and I dipped out. And then, <laughs> and then my father was our was our leader, so I became an Eagle Scout through that. So, uh, you know, just because so it's one of those things where it's like you kind of have you know. So it's there. kind of a stolen honor thing where you didn't invest any time and energy. I you just quite a bit of energy. Stole the honor of the Eagle Scout. Are you truly an Eagle Scout? I am. I really? really? Am. Yes, I am. I never would have pegged that. Fun fact for you guys. <laughs> yep, I am an Eagle Scout. So, All right. All right. Um, yeah, for those in there, yeah, uh, you know, we we actually it says I am. Yeah, I, I am. It wasn't. I wasn't an Eagle Scout. I am an Eagle Scout. There That's what they make you say. And so. nothing against Boy Scouts. I, I think it's no, fantastic. This was long Boys, before girls all scouting. This together. is long before any of the political stuff jumped in, and so yeah. this was many years ago when you could actually do canoe trips and camping. And I lived in the Adirondacks, so it was like you could. You know, you just go camping. It was awesome and hiking and so much fun. So we awesome. did a bunch of stuff. Uh, but uh, as I'm reading through uh, Genesis 25, this came up. It was neat. Uh, just the idea of what Isaac learned from his dad. You know, it, you know, we've talked about the shaving thing where, like, your kids learn to shave, you know, as you were, you know, you're sitting there in a the mirror and they're just trying to, like, watch you put on the shaving cream. And, and I still remember that. And kind of all the things. There was so much more caught I think as we as we grow as as men of as men of God than is than is ever truly sat down and taught right and so these they're watching everything we do especially now I mean gosh I I even can see it in how my kids respond to things I'm like oh that was me <laughs> you flying off the handle that was totally me sorry babe didn't mean to do that to you but when your kids stamped up, you know stomped upstairs and got yeah. mad I'm like yep that was all me do you and have so, any holes in your walls yet 
Not yet, thankfully. Oh, we got one the other day. Oof. So, yeah. Just it was a fun one. A new picture place. We right. call it a new well, picture place. It, it's uh, about six inches off the uh, floor. I'm like, how in the world did you do that? Oh, we were wrestling. I'm like, great. His head went through it. Right. It's yep. perfectly placed and all that kind of stuff. Thanks, boys. Just another home project added to the list. But it was, you know, as I was, I was reading this about, um, about Isaac... It said, uh, it's, it's interesting because in verse 19, it says, These are generations of Isaac and Abraham's son. Abraham fathered Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel of Aramean, of Padanaram, the sister of Laban. That'll play out later on. We learn, learn more, more about, about Laban. Um, yeah, the Laban, the, the, the Aramean, to be his wife. And Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his prayer. And Rebecca, his wife, conceived. I love this because he learned his prayer posture from his dad. Right. He learned the good. So there was good that your kids are learning from you right now. Right. You know, honor, integrity, not rolling completely through a stop sign. I mean, all those things that you do. Well, that means that Abraham had to teach that because obviously he wasn't there when it happened. And so at some point there was conversations about, ah, oh, let me tell you how this whole happened. Exactly. Your mom, we were so desperately wanting a kid and God made this promise to us. And we prayed and we prayed and prayed and we tried to fix it ourselves, didn't work out. And finally God answered our prayers in ways that we never thought it would happen. Yeah. You know? And so God showed, so, so he learned that posture from his right. father. They, they do learn good. So when and, you see things that seem impossible with God... Everything's possible. Yeah, and then at the same time, Isaac learned some bad from his dad. You sneak down. He's he's a little older. He'd already have his kids, and we're going to jump back into there. But I noticed this in chapter twenty-six. It said so. Isaac in verse chapter twenty-six, verse six. It says so. Isaac settled in Gerar. Mm. When the men of the place asked him about his wife, he said, "She's my sister." Hmm. I feel Com- like that's happened before. A common theme, you know, for he feared saying my wife thinking lest the men of the place should kill me because of Rebecca, because she was attractive in appearance. So he learned the good and the bad. Right. And I think the, the first thing we're trying to talk about today is your kids see everything. Even they hear everything. They, they hear what you're doing. And so, so they know. And I think some of that's good because, because it takes that. It takes that personification of dad is perfect off of dad and goes, dad's a mess too. So, so, <laughs> so as much as, you know, cause, cause I love it. We've talked about before, like, wow, dad can mess up and God can use him. I can mess up and God can use me. There's something good in that. There's but, no disqualifying. There's nothing that will disqualify you from yeah. the love, the care, the grace and the goodness of Jesus and God. Right. Yeah. It, and it, that's an important thing. And, and if we continue to protect, project to our kids that we have it together that we're, we're dialed in and everything else we they know who they are they know how they they're disqualified from this and we want to give them the reality not this perceived perfection right exactly exactly and so as we're as we're sitting there just, just to get that as i'm as i'm thinking through this and you know as we, as we were talking about this earlier travis it's interesting that that played into the life of isaac all throughout uh, all throughout all this. And so this first thing is that, man, our kids see every step we take. Right. Be cautious. They're the every ones who are staring. Every step you take. Very much a sting song. Every move you make. The scariest stalker song in the entire world. Yeah. And now with like little video cameras, that's like, that's why you don't play it at home anymore. Yeah. Yes. That and that one song from Everything But The Girl from the 90s, like the And I Miss You, like the Deserts Miss The Rain. If you look at that song, that's pretty scary, stalkers. Let's just be honest. <laughs> we're talking like fatal attraction kind of stuff right there. So, but moving moving back in, we're all over, we're having a good time today, man. It's, I hope you guys are laughing out there and like these guys are idiots, 
and and I could hang out with them and have a coffee with them and just take it easy and coffee so, in the morning, yeah, drinks in the evening, drinks in the evening, and so this whole idea. So as I'm thinking about this with Isaac, as he's he's raised his kids, you know, so so he has he has Rebecca, you know, as his wife, and then right. Rebecca has has these two boys. Uh, you know, Esau and Jacob. Golly. And it says, you know, so when her days to give birth were completed, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all all his body like a hairy cloak, so they called his name the Esau. The first ginger. The, fir- the first ginger. <laughs> I don't know if he was like that, but I'll take it. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob, which actually means supplanter is what it actually means. And oh. Jacob's means, you know, uh, maker, worker, or doer. That's the that's the Hebrew words for those. So, man, this guy's maker, worker, doer, kind of like he's he's pressing forward. But Jacob, literally from the start, held on to the heel of his foot. He's like, you know, he's already having a hard time. Right. I'm like, latch on to him and just keep going. You know, it's like the it's like the hot air balloon. You know, kind of like keep on going up. <laughs> so, boom. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't imagine having birth in the the illustration of a hot air balloon and birth at the same time. I apologize, but you're never gonna forget it now. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, that's why my analogies pierce but, boundaries. But I do think you know, again, um, the names we give gives give our kids are, are impactful, right? And so we we don't want to take that flippantly. And obviously I had many conversations and arguments with naming my kids. Um, but I think also it's it's this divine providence, right? That God already knew from the very beginning that Esau and Jacob were going to be brothers that were completely different from each yeah, other. Yeah, absolutely. Completely different. Yes, yes, yes. One was a soulless ginger. One was going to be the... Wait a minute. I resemble <laughs> that remark. And, you know, and, and one was... but But just the fact that the birth order... You know, we think it's random and it's by chance. And what we realize is like, no, man, there's times that God's intervening into things to make them happen exactly how they need to. And he desires them or more, maybe more importantly, he doesn't make it happen. He knows how it's going to happen because he is omniscient. He knows all of this stuff. And that should bring us great comfort. Seeing this happen in the story, we can realize, okay, this, whatever's going on in our culture, whatever's going in my home, whatever's going on with my kids it is not unknown to God. He knew this was happening well before it was ever going to take place. Yeah. And that he yes. has a plan to use these things to further his story in our own lives, in our own families, but also in the world. Yes, yes. God has plans for all these kids. It's interesting because it said when the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a oh, quiet man oh, dwelling oh. in tents. Hmm, he drank tea and read books. Maybe. But it says, it's interesting, Isaac loved Wait, Esau. Wait, he dwelled in tents? Said he dwelled in tents. So he's a video gamer. He's essentially a gamer. He's yeah, a gamer. I mean, he sits if you in the basement into, yeah. <laughs> and just so, plays video games all day. You know, you know, we, we've talked about this before. Boys run in one of two categories, rough and tumble, or or more of like a sensitive. And and you could see, literally, this is what, 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 what God developed. This is both sides of like the male masculinity. Right. Of both of these were masculine. Amazingly Ooh. enough, our world fights against this because, well, it's what you want to be. It's who you are. God created both of these boys as boys and gave them completely different personalities. But he didn't deny the fact that both of them were males. They were, they were, they were men. They were leaders. So it said, you know, Esau, again, the skillful hunter, Jacob, quiet man. Isaac loved es- Esau. Rebecca loved Jacob. Oh, issue one. Issue. Let's pause one. right pause, yeah. there. Let's land on this. Let's put a pin here and <laughs> land on this for a minute. So, who's your favorite kid? I don't. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> but I guess that that is the that is the point. Like that question right there is the linchpin, right? Because Who, chances are, like, okay, I got four kids, and do I have a favorite? 
No. Right? Yeah. But I do have, I there's personality traits in the kids that I resonate with, and there's personality traits in the kids that I struggle with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I am naturally drawn to the ones that I resonate with, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, my son Jake, he's uh, 14 years old, and the kid is hilarious. He is just... He, Everything that comes out makes me laugh, right? So, of course, I, as a human being, want to hang out with him because I have a 14-year-old son that brings me humor and brings me joy and yeah, brings me laughter. Yeah, yeah. My other son will, will will talk and talk and talk. Like, like we go on a bike ride, and it's a four-mile bike ride, and the kid doesn't stop talking the whole time, right? He's just a communicator, yeah. communicator. Yeah. And there's times that I love that, and there's times I'm like, dude, I just want to be alone and be quiet, right? Mm-hmm. So there's times that I'll recess from him or I'll move away from him because I'm like I can't handle more conversations about whatever he watched on YouTube so I think you know it's not a matter of having your favorite it's who are you naturally um, resonating with and who are you not the challenge is do you keep it in balance and what you see here with Isaac and his wife Rebecca they didn't keep it in balance they found a kid that they resonated with and they over invested in that kid neglecting the other kid that's right? it, yeah. And, and I'm sure at some point there was a conversation like, hey, you seem to like Jacob. You 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 invest in Jacob. I'll invest in Esau, and we'll see how this works. As a parent, you're no longer separate. You're one. And you both need to know how to invest in the others because there's yeah. weaknesses in both of those personalities that the other person has a chance to challenge, refine, and draw out. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. No, no. It could be, and so, so the fact that they felt it okay for whatever reason to not do that, I think you begin to see long-term effects in the family dynamics that actually, it was easier in the short term, no doubt about it. But in the long term, it cost them a lot. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that's that's the win. Even what you just said, you're like you're talking about your sons. You spend time with one. You're laughing. But then you were intentional to say, I'm going to go on a bike ride. You found out the heart of a kid. So step one is like is, is truly assessing, OK, where am I at with all my kids right now? It's a it, it's been a season where everyone was locked in their houses for a while. But now we're, we're back out. Everyone's doing everything. You know, the, the government keeps sending us money. So it's like we can, you know, it's like <laughs> causing our dollars to go down like crazy. But some call it a stimulus. Others call it a bribe. Exactly. Who's, who's to say right now? That's a whole other <laughs> podcast, maybe for an afternoon podcast. I don't know. But but either way, this idea of we've got some resources, we've got some time to invest. And it's looking back now and saying, OK, time out, time out. Let me look at all these at all the kids that I've got. Am I spending a, a equal amount? Am I spending a a uh, intentional amount of time with each of my kids. One, you know, you found out, I think, because you jumped through it really quick, but like, man, you found out that the heart of one of your kids is like, I like bike rides. I'm going to go with him. He likes hanging out, laughing, doing whatever. Like, you know, my daughter likes this. And you engage their heart, but looking, taking an assessment of our kids and going, am I spending the time I need to with the kids? Because there is a moment they are going to be gone. Right. You know this. You have a daughter graduating this year. Let's bring up, you know, let's bring up something that's going to make you cry right now. No, no. She's, he's like, I'm good, I'm good. You know what? It, it, some weeks I would have cried. This week, it's, it, we're ready. We're we ready. Are, we, we are. We are ready. But I think it's, it's, it's assessing the moments that you have. Am I investing time? Now, this isn't a stress point to go, oh my gosh, how do I do this? It's like each of them are valuable. God created them the way they are on purpose for, for a purpose. Right. And it's our job to unlock that and our kids to go by simply spending time. We don't have to sit there and go, here's all the secrets of the world. This is 
time. We just right. we, we invest in what we do see is a lack of time on both parents, whether it was a purposeful or it was a, a something that they never talked about. And they said, OK, well, you know what? Mom's got him. I'm just going to deal. I'm not going to deal. So did dad sit down with him? It doesn't talk about it, but it definitely talks about the fact that God, you know, you know, that 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 Isaac loved Esau and Rebecca loved Jacob. So you could see this this turning away. Right. Where they, they weren't intentional to go, hang on, honey, we're going to swap today. You need. To, he's going to teach you how to shoot an arrow. Right. He's going to teach me how to cook, or he's going to teach me all the creative things that he thinks about, right. or or whatever he loves to do inside. I'm going to be intentional too. Well, and I think you know, a bigger picture is I think, you know, uh, our our job is to help create well-rounded individuals that can engage in culture and follow Jesus well. Right. Yeah. And it's not a singular. And I think that's one of the things we see in our culture today where you have a kid who may be gifted, like a good friend of ours daughter was extremely gifted as a goalie, as a soccer player, right? Early on, she was very gifted at that. And so they invested heavily in, I mean, resources, money, time, energy. She's a junior in high school right now. And she played her last game and she's retiring because Ooh. she's burned out. Mm. And, and and I think what, again, this story helps remind us is like, don't overinvest in one thing for your kids. Help them become a full, well-rounded individual. Now, obviously, they're going to have strengths and they're going to have weaknesses yeah. for sure. But Isaac is no good. I mean, Esau is no good if he's a hunter and has no moral compass. Yeah. Right. And has no ability to critically think and critically evaluate yeah. We're and talk contemplate about that minute, yeah. what's going on, you know. Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, uh, um, his brother is probably a little bit more philosophical, a little bit more of a thinker, a little bit more of a reflection type guy. Yeah. But he needs to be able to go out and provide for him, provide for his family. Yes. And, do, and, and so it's this idea of like, that's why that's why God's design was a man and a woman would have a child and they would raise that child together because they need both of those dynamics. Yes. Because chances are you and your wife are a yin and a yang in a lot of ways. Yeah. There's strengths that she has that you don't have, and so you've learned how to use those to become a well-rounded family. Um, and there's strengths that you have that she doesn't have. You know, yeah. Both of you aren't doing the bills every, every month. One of you is because one of you probably has a little bit more strength in that than her. Or him, right? Correct. And so it's this whole idea of like, how do we, pr- how do we move forward in this identifying those gifts, those strengths, but also making sure we shore up some of those weaknesses and, and make sure they're well-rounded and not just this individualistic, like, I'm a hunter. Rah, 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 type yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. No, I think it's good because cause there are seasons when you just invest, but making sure that we take a step back, and this might be a perfect time to take a step back and realize our kids, our boys, are made masculine because they were created as a boy. And what they are doing can be masculine, but we need to sit there and understand their heart from where it is. Because being being philosophical, I almost said being philosophical, being philosophical. Easy for you to say. Is is a masculine attempt, is a masculine place as we pull it out and go, wow, there is a lot in this to standing up for what you believe in and not backing down. That is a masculine thing, pulling that out. But we don't see that happen. And then you look through and you you kind of, you, you go down, honestly, to chapter 27 and we're going to kind of dig through just just little highlights of this but i mean this is the moment when isaac is is about to die and and it's like hey i want to i want to give my blessing to to esau he was the firstborn all this kind of stuff and at this moment mom hears him go hey i want to give you this blessing go out hunt find me some this is a this is the culmination of what could go wrong in the lack of communication in a lack of each parent engaging the other 
You know what I'm saying? Engaging each other. And so, so, so we sit there and, and we dig through this story. And essentially, just, just to, to speed this up in, the, in this part, uh, Esau goes out to look for, you know, to, 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 kill, to kill an animal, to cook it up, to make some stew, and then, and then hand him the birthright and go, we're doing this. Um, and mom hears that. And she's like, okay, I got a plan because you're my favorite. Never really, maybe I'm going to, I'm throwing this out there, but maybe I didn't get along with Esau too much. Maybe I didn't, you know, maybe I never really understood him because he always came in and then you, you always track dirt through the dirt floor. Like, I don't know, whatever they use, but you're always the messy one. You always smell, you know, like you don't really, maybe you're not the hugger, you know, you know, Jacob maybe woke up and was like, oh, snuggle mom in the morning and read a story or whatever here, you know, here are the things or help out with, you know, help out with, you know, lunch, breakfast or lunch. But. She's like, I don't want Esau to lead the charge. So, so, so then mom gets on the side of Jacob and, and causes this dissension to where he's going to take over as head of this family. Right. And so mom creates an entire scheme where basically has, has Esau put on, put on this, you know, I mean, sorry, he has Jacob put on this first. So he feels just like Esau. So that when, when dad who is blind, pretty much deception, you know, all of this, like, oh yeah, this is my son. It doesn't sound like my son. It sounds like Jacob, but Everything around me makes it feel like this is Esau. Right. And then he blesses him, and then Esau comes in. But before we even get there, Esau never understood about, about his actual birthright because he was such a hunter that remember in the beginning where he was so hungry that he sold his, birth, that, that he sold his birthright to Jacob. Yep. So, so you see these things where there was never a point in his life where dad was like, listen, you're going to be the leader. You're going to do this. And this is valuable. Don't ever, don't ever sell this. Well, you know, it's, it's seeming about like he was maybe like 15 years old when Esau sold his birthright in verse um, 29. Yeah, and what happened is Esau comes back. He's hungry. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 again, it's a great lesson for us to all need to learn is what are you willing to sacrifice long term for short term um, pleasure? Right. Yeah, and for yeah, him, yeah. he was hungry. He had a short term need and he was willing to sacrifice any long term blessing that he would have to fulfill that short term need. Isn't that what we need to teach our kids? Like, no, 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 no. That's upside down. You should learn how to sacrifice the immediate need for the long term blessing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And Esau, that was never pressed into Esau. No, it was never. And you so you, you, uh, and, it, and we're not saying that because we don't we, we think it. It's an obvious truth that he didn't care about his about his actual birthright even though the dad was like yeah go and do this you wonder if if it was just validation dad look what i killed today look what i did yeah good job good job you know and again i'm not anti-masculinity in fact you have a really really good quote uh, yeah and i I think masculinity too often is is um defined by the activities and i think we need to define masculinity by the posture and that's what we need to press into our young men is the posture of what it means to be a man and john wayne has a a clever one yeah check it out and uh, it says this he goes i define manhood masculinity simply men should be tough right yes they should be fair courageous never petty yes Mm. never petty yeah never looking for a fight but never backing down from one either and i think that's again that's a posture thing that we can teach whether our kid is a gifted artist or our kid is a gifted hunter whether our, yeah. And I hate even putting those two things against each other because both of them are valuable. Both of them are needed in our culture. Correct. Because both of them are, are valid expressions of this masculinity uh, yeah. uh, that, that God has given to young boys that we need, again, more now than ever. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, the football player isn't masculine because he plays football. 
you know, the football player is masculine because he's a guy of integrity mm-hmm. who fights for the brothers around him. Yep. Right. And the same thing like a guy who's in drama. He's not less masculine because he's in drama, but he's masculine if he fights for the characters around him. If he's not backstabbing and getting into the petty arguments that sometimes can rail around the drama world. It's called drama for a reason. Right. Yeah. And so that's what we're wa- we want to take the story and really press into a saying we need to instill in our kids like the posture of masculinity, not the activities. And, and, and Isaac was obsessed with the activities yeah. rather than the posture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause again, just like you're saying, I love that because there are, you know, you find dads. I remember, I remember, I remember this story we, we might've already shared it, but we're at over 150 episodes. So I know we've probably shared this before, but the idea of, I remember having a conversation with a guy who talked about I me mean, and just, he couldn't connect with his son. And his one son was was like the wrestler and he was, you know, he did all these things. But but his other son was very much into art and music. And he said, man, I just am not connected to my son. He goes, have you just sat down with your son and listened to it to his heart and 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 seen see because courage comes in every form. Courage comes in the form of of whether you're, you know, plunging a knife for the first time into a deer to open up that, you know, that entire cavity to to learn how to to skin it. It is. Courage also comes in the form of saying, I'm going to draw this picture and I'm going to share it with people. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, absolutely. So, so it, and allow them to critique it, yes. to allow them to destroy it, to allow them to celebrate it. That is courage. It's courage to stand up in front of a bunch of strangers and speak, right? That's the number one phobia yes. that we have in our culture. It takes courage to do that, right? And that's the posture of masculinity. Training our men how to have courageous hearts to yes. do what they're terrified of at that moment because the long-term blessing outweighs the immediate fear or the immediate whatever. And and that's the part we see is, is this lack of teaching both of them courage because yeah. maybe this conversation could have been different, especially after the birthright. So you have this birthright and then you have years later, like it probably came up in conversation that... Esau, so I heard your, you sold your birthright for a bowl of soup. Let's talk about that as a family. But instead they didn't. It just separated them. Yep. And then the moment when the opportunity arose, he was like, boom, I'm going to steal this from you. I, I've already been given this. And there's been no conversation. So right. having the conversation takes courage. Dad's stepping in and going, you're my son in whom I am well pleased and you like art. You're my son in whom I'm well pleased. And, you, and I know we're using generalities here you're my son and whom i'm well pleased and you like football or whatever right. you, you could like both but i'm just saying like it's this idea of we we kind of like carp, you know compartmentalize things instead of saying there is courage across right. the board a man of god is courageous a man of god stands up for what he believes in a man of god has 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 integrity these things that we these truths that you pull out of your kid and go you are courageous because of this and i think we would have more men who stand up for what they believe and know that they're masculine, end of story, if, if we had fathers who said, you are masculine because you were created ma- as a man ma- with, with that kind of masculinity. And there's all of this toxic masculinity, this idea that we've said no, because you even see these people who take this this toxic masculinity, like, well, no, they're this way because we've said certain activities make you masculine, not the heart of a man makes right. you masculine. And so it's bringing it back then, going, dads, let me assess where I'm at. Have I taken the time with each of my kids to go, man, I need to show them that where they are and who they are as a child of God is masculine. End of story. This is who they are. Right. And and saying, I'm well pleased in you and how God created you is how God designed you because he created jo- uh, uh, He created Jacob to be to be more of a philosophical person. He, pre- he created Esau to be more of a hands-on worker, you know, kind of thing. Both and, are and, masculine. And, and they needed to appreciate each other because they're both needed. 
right? Yeah. But they didn't appreciate each other because they thought one was better than the other, which is the dichotomy we're trying to get away from. Uh, we need to get away from a, from a, as a culture, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and again, going back to um, Isaac, um, it, it would have taken a lot of courage to have that conversation with his wife and mm. to sit down and say, hey, listen, both of our boys are very different, but both of them are very valuable and both of them are very unique and are are blessings from God. Yeah. And so we need to treat both of them and encourage their strengths and make sure they appreciate each other. That would have taken yeah, a courageous thing. Yeah. But again, assuming that conversation never happened, you delayed that conversation and eventually what happens is Jacob now is on the run from Esau because Esau's so ticked that he stole the blessing yeah. that Jacob actually leaves for 14 plus years and is just gone. Yeah. And so, and next time we're going to talk about that, that, that actual encounter and the wrestle. And so guys today, I think the best thing for us to do as we, as we're closing this one up is to go, let me look at all my kids, man. Let me, let me, let me start with my boys and go, man, am I, am I, am I walking with all of them? Am I hearing the heart of who they are that makes them come alive? And am I adding validity to their masculinity and where they are right now? And if, and if you don't have kids, then say employees, how are you treating your employees? Do you treat your employees like you have your favorites and you don't have your favorites? Or are you seeing value in each of them and what they bring to the task at hand and the, 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 the what the company or whatever your team is trying to create? Yeah. Right. And make yeah. sure that you you're celebrating their strengths, but you're also encouraging their weaknesses. Yeah. And, and if you if you go if you're sitting there going, well, my kids are long grown up, it's never too late. To validate their masculinity. Correct. It's never too late. Now, is it harder? Yeah, it's going to be harder, but it's still worth the battle. Because I've never met a guy that said, man, on my dad's deathbed, I just wanted him to say this, and he never did. And those wounds can be healed. That's what we we have the great rescuer, Jesus, who who can invade these situations. It takes us being humble and going, hey, you know what? I was wrong. Forgive me. You are masculine. Yep. You are this. God has given this to you and begin to allow that healing to start now. It's never too late. Amen. Guys, check us out on uh, Instagram at Known Legacy. You know, again, just like Travis said in the beginning, uh, go and like us five stars. Leave an awesome review. And, uh, man, we are so grateful for you guys. If you want to support Known Legacy, uh, just go to www.knownlegacy.org, and there is a donate button. You can definitely uh, click on that because we have more great events coming up in the fall, and we need you to be one of our support partners in that. Date night. Date nights are coming back. Love it. You guys have a great day. Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.